look at my thumbs. The dog, <laughs> the dog is. I'm not. No, I just I started recording. Oh, so we started this episode off. And with the first a thing man you said, said was, "Look at my thumbs." He's licking my thumbs. <laughs> we have exciting. Uh, we have an exciting announcement. We do have an exciting announcement. Instead of being on my couch, yes, or the two episodes we did for my parents' house, yes, we are at the house of our biggest fan and supporter. Uh, Mr. Brett Hoy is hosting us. Mr. Brett, Brett Hoy. Thank you so much for having us. Biggest fan, and you're not prisoners while you're here. That's yeah. pretty good, right? That's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. See what you did with your voice, though? You see how you changed no, it? I just brought it down a little bit. Yeah, you bring it down and Gingerly, you're holding that microphone. We'll see. <laughs> what I'm doing? two-finger hold. I'm holding it like a game show host. That's, That's not how game show us. Yeah. That's how the British hold spoons. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I love... I love Good visual content on a podcast. Oh, it's the greatest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, we've been asking for weeks, literally two weeks, and it only <laughs> took that long for you to host us uh, and and let us do the podcast from, from your, your abode here. The Hardy Hoys. I, f- I figured it was time. Three seasons into it, you know? Yeah. Three seasons into this, I figure, you know, might as well do it now. And it, we're doing a dish from the first season, too, right? Didn't So we haven't said anything about this. I, I don't think we described this on the podcast. No, either. not yet. You did, so, you did on last week's that episode, you're, actually. That you're cooking for us? Yeah. Party-themed? Yeah. Okay. But but we, we, can, did. we can re-explain that, too. Re-establishing. Yeah. You've, uh, well, we invited ourselves. <laughs> yeah. And, and then you said yes, and furthermore, offered to cook meal or elements of a meal that are in the theme of the Hardy and Boys. Brett yeah. Is up well, I mean, to a four finger hold on the mic now, full grasp. Continue. Well, there are you know food in the Hardy, you know Hardy Boys. It's like a huge deal, so it's like we have to do at least one food thing. But I think we'll I think we'll do multiple of these. But Chet Morton making Welsh rabbit. It's a classic. Yeah, it's yeah. a classic. And we'll we, finally understand what it is. Yeah. Should, should I explain what Welsh Rabbit is? Let's wait to, until it's prepared. That's a great yeah. idea. Um, when you Currently, a great idea. we are enjoying some uh, thyme lemonade, is this? So this is, it's mint and thyme uh, lemonade. So I made lemonade with fresh squeezed lemonade, but wow. what I did is I made a simple syrup beforehand. That's good. Um, and then steeped that simple syrup with thyme and mint um, and then that is what's sweetening the lemonade. So. It's fantastic. Okay. Yeah. Just a little herby. It's kind of nice. I really yeah, like it. It, yeah. It reminisces. It's fully loaded. Country time. It's, it's herby. <laughs> it's herby fully loaded. Yeah, herby oh, fully loaded. God. Two bad jokes. One after the other. Well done. I disagree. That's time. quality. Quality. Hey, cheers. I'll cheers to that. <laughs> you don't I have your glass. Otherwise, I che- you're cheersing the mic. I Here, dip your mic into my lemonade. <laughs> They're waterproof, right? The mics? No, the lemonade. <laughs> dynamic dynamic mics are waterproof by the very design. Exactly. Yeah. Dip it in. <laughs> Let's <laughs> test it. Yeah, that's a fun fact for all our listeners. If you have a dynamic microphone, just throw it throw in the dishwasher. Yeah. Just it put it, that's how you clean Dunk it. Don't get in. Yeah. yeah. It'll yeah. be fine. You've got a guarantee. <laughs> Hardy and Sense Podcast LLC. Don't do that. <laughs> It's okay. You have a warranty. Anytime you buy a microphone, it comes with a lifetime warranty. Do they have? Like and they a don't ask clause? questions. No, no. They just say if anything happens, we'll replace one microphone for free. But then you get that new one, and you get the you get the whole contract again. 
It just never resets. Ending. It just resets. <laughs> you figured out how to buy microphones. Uh, that's while a life also hack. Them I did that. Yeah. <laughs> I did that with Xboxes. Uh, yes. In college, but you would get the Xbox that would like come with a controller. You dunked them in lemonade. And uh, no, yeah. but they well, they play. break. They like Xboxes at the time anyway. The just red ring broke. of death. Yeah, you get the, yeah. you got the the red ring of death, and I would return the Xbox, but keep. All of the cables and the controller. I would just bring back the Xbox and explain that it didn't work. And then they would give me a box that had another set of audiovisual cables, uh, another set of, of power cords, and a controller. And so I quickly had a full set of controllers. Uh, you started running the controller ring. Yeah. But the nice thing was, this is before the days of the Nintendo Switch, when portability was such a, a lovely convenience <laughs> built in. But I could, instead of having to take that giant power brick and all the cables anytime I wanted to move my Xbox, yeah. we like put a set of cables on our big TV in the common room. We had a set in our room. We had a set in my buddy's room. So you could just take the Xbox, Ooh. pop it in those rooms, yeah. have yourself so, a little party. So times have changed a lot for Sean then, because now you're returning batteries that you accidentally stole. And, and at this time, you're, you're putting together a whole ring to get... You know, to get nice. more controllers. Yes. It, was, it was a controller racket wow. <laughs> that I was running at well, Best Buy's expense. I'm glad to see you've changed your ways. <laughs> I'm not. I, I would like to continue <laughs> seeing you. I could have used a controller. Well, I could use a controller now. F- I have full a child size controller. Full circle, a few weeks ago, I bought four Xbox controllers. I don't own an Xbox, and I just left them in a box outside Best Buy's door. I figured... <laughs> The sad this is thing how it is, makes things I right. believe that you did <laughs> like that. Little orphan, little orphan Xbox controllers. <laughs> a little blanket in the box. Yeah. Free to a good home. <laughs> oh. I like that. And yeah. then someone picked up that box, put it in the river, and let it float down the Mississippi. Yeah, just like Moses. Just like Moses. <laughs> Dude, we've been getting biblical. Yeah, Absalom. We had some Absalom talk. I, I grew up... In, in the Lutheran school system. I went to a Lutheran, a Lutheran preschool, South. grade school, high school. I played basketball school. there. Save for my four years at the college school. Yeah. Um, my high school and my college were all Lutheran education. All boys schools too, right? No. Oh, Lutheran isn't a boys school? No. Really? It, it's, it's co-ed. I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. I'd imagine it was a boys school. Nope. Huh. <laughs> you're, like, I'm just, you're like convinced it's I'm, a boys school. Yeah, <laughs> I, I've derailed this conversation, but I'm pretty sure... That a man who didn't go to the school knows more about the school. You know what? <laughs> I'm trying to think. Maybe you're right. <laughs> Maybe. Is, wait a second. Was old Jack a boy after all? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you know, now that I think about it, our homecoming dance was a little macho <laughs> in hindsight. Those girls were buffer than us. <laughs> yeah. But, but were they but those girls? Dress, those dresses were very short. We nice. both drank at the exact same time. Because <laughs> this could easily go down a path that no one wants to go down. Synchronized I'm drinking. very uncomfortable. As you should be. And on that note, I'm going to cook. Oh, and okay. you guys can Do you want to try this. doing this with us, Brett? Oh, no, no, no. I'm going to well, let the I mean, masters work. The introduction into... Oh, sure. Quickly, be, when we last left them, the boys were sleuthing in the woods near yes. the cave uh, next to the Willow River, just south of Elkton. And... Uh, they were bludgeoned in the back of the head. Which was awesome. And they blacked out. Both uh, boys blacked out. That's what they left so us with. here we are. Chapter, Chapter nine. nine. Tracing, Tracing a, a slugger. slugger. That's good Whoa. stuff. Oh, I just got goosebumps. Did we just become stuff. best friends? Hey, can we real quick, have you guys seen The Three Stooges? 
all of them? Oh, I well, mean, just any I have, episode. I have seen, Like, yes. we're familiar. So if I were to say, hello. 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 Well, you, you messed that one up, Brad. But okay, we got it. It was pretty good. It wasn't bad. It's fine. Good harmonies, boys. Good harmonies. Oh, man. So this chapter is called Tracing a Slugger. <laughs> yeah. And it's be about baseball. And it is not something that happens. No, this was... What did I think? There was like a very generic Hardy Boys title that the entire time I was reading this, I was like, they could have gone with one of those generic titles and I would have been really happy. This is the first time where they did something a little bit outside the box. And I was just like, okay. Yeah, I thought, I thought this time would be spent tracing the person who knocked them out. Like yeah. that slugger to me meant somebody who knocked him out. Well, I was thinking it was a baseball player who just came up behind him and accidentally like – he was swinging at a ball, missed the ball. In Maybe the, the bat in the flew woods. out of his hands. Yeah. <laughs> Those are the best place to play baseball. At night in the yeah. woods. Sorry, guys. Total, total accident. Our well, bad. You know, they did the baseball practice in the first book. Then we didn't hear about it. Maybe Prito's out there just working on his swing because he doesn't get much play time because he's Italian. Yeah. So tracing a slugger could have been just them trying to find Tony to ask him some questions about the green truck. Exactly. Yeah. But it's not. But it's not. Um but I got excited. I had started to say this before the podcast. Yeah. I have this weakness for baseball highlight montage <laughs> compilations on YouTube. I don't care at all about baseball. Like, I have like no interest in watching or just a game. people winning in baseball? Like very specific plays and like a compilation video of <laughs> the same play again and again. Like one of my favorites yeah. is just search YouTube for – Third baseman throwing out a runner at first, and it's just like four second <laughs> clips, eight second clips, back to back to back of like a hit. Oh, third <laughs> baseman catches it and got him at first, okay. and then again and again, yeah, and again. And I get sucked into these things. And I mean, come up with any ridiculous thing, like you can put in any combination of plays, you can say short stops hitting home runs. You want to yeah. see just that. That exists for you. <laughs> you want to see good sportsmanship in baseball? That's one of my favorites where you see like a okay. good strikeout like and, and the batter like winks at the pitcher and there's a little like, you got me. Yeah. See, yeah. I, I could get down with yeah. that. I also like Randy Jackson hitting birds compilations. Yeah. I, I find that It's a one short fun. compilation. <laughs> yeah. uh, but so I've been, I've been into this baseball thing uh, and so this tracing a slugger, I'm like, oh, man. We gonna get some baseball stats and baseball yeah. facts. Uh, instead, they don't even trace a slugger. No, and there's no mention of baseball. Unless it's entirely possible that tracing a slugger is a boat term, because we get no shortage of okay. weird specific Dude, boat porn. Yes, there is a certain line in here too. As soon as we finished, I had to Google it because I was like, I have no idea what this means. Did it have to do with a painter? It wasn't the painter. Okay, it it, it was. Uh, I think the jelly or something like that. The jetty. The street end of the jetty. And I was like, dude, first of all, that's an awesome sentence. I don't know what that means, but I'm loving every every word there. I'm pretty sure it's just a jet. Well, yeah, it's a jet. Like, it's not going to be a jet. Like, a jetty is just a small plane. <laughs> Do you know what a jetty is? I know what a jetty is. It's I... like a plane, but it's not like a big one. <laughs> See? <laughs> This is like a terrible Abbott and Costello bit. <laughs> I was going to say, like, normally when we have these discussions, I'm like, Brett's going to listen to this later and be like, and oh, my God, head. that's not what a jetty is. Yeah. But he's here. Hey, Brett, what's a jetty? Brett, do you know what Are a jetty is? Of a... Okay, so I can't say 
It's like a dock, right? Isn't it? Like Will you talk into the talk microphone? Talk into the mic so the people can hear you. Okay, so what is isn't, a jetty? Isn't a jetty a long like uh, piece of land that sticks out into the ocean? And I'm not quite sure, but is that is that what it is? Could Sean? be like the, the root word of like jettison. Uh, I, I like that perhaps, you're asking, Sean. Perhaps. As I, as I have my phone right here with the definition of oh, jetty. Oh, you do. You do. Uh, okay, it's a noun. Okay. And is it is it like a long is it like a long strip? You no, just it's just put it just says it's a noun. noun. It's a noun. <laughs> it's a, noun. <laughs> a jetty is indeed a noun. That's where it ends. A jetty, a landing stage or small pier at which boats can dock, which is insanely ridiculous that Brett knows that. Beautiful. Are you – oh, you worked with boats. Uh, yes, I did work with boats. You're a boatman? He was a boatman. I was. I worked at a lake marina for a while, actually. For so, you, so you worked on a years. jetty. Well, I worked on a dock. A jetty would be something a little bit different. These are floating docks. A jetty would be like land, like like earth. Gotcha, gotcha. I think, right? Uh, I mean, I think. Do you know the difference between a boat and a ship? No, I do not. What is the difference? David, do you know the difference between a boat and a ship? Yeah, a, a ship carries seamen and a boat carries crew, or just people. The difference, <laughs> the difference, <laughs> the disapproval in everyone's face, <laughs> except for Brett. Uh, I learned this at uh, Seattle Aquarium, but it is the difference between a whale and a dolphin. There is no actual difference. It's just at a certain point, something becomes so big that colloquially we refer to it as a ship. Exactly. When it's really not like a ship has a certain like amount of like anything over 80 feet is a ship. No, yeah. it's just like a big one's a ship, a small one's a boat. But the same is true of dolphins. There's no big difference between dolphins and whales. So we uh, can't have a big dolphin. Right. It's a whale. And the fact hmm. that like a killer whale isn't that big wow. and they're technically dolphins is just evidence of, of this at work. Look at these facts. I yeah, love it. But what you're essentially show. saying is, who can really say then? That's what the definition, that's the difference between a ship it's and a, a It's a judgment call yeah. to the beholder. The, the, yeah. the, the beauty is in the eye, the size is in the eye of the beholder. That's lovely. Yeah. It's the motion of the ocean. We can all learn something from that, guys. The Thank you, Brett. And the boats. So, we sort of got ahead of ourselves talking about boats and we're not we really did. there yes. yet. Yes, yes. So, the boys... Frank, first first line of the thing. Frank regains consciousness, so they were not immediately. Out. Yeah, not immediately, because well, no, no, some no. I mean, like been. immediately in the book. Yes, we end with both boys blacked out when Frank regained consciousness. Yeah, I want to. I want to know a little bit more about the dreams that Frank had, and maybe we'll get into them. <laughs> maybe that's what tracing a slugger was about. It could have been. Yeah. He was that's dreaming about being a baseball case. star. See, that's how Frank decides he can start solving cases correctly is he has to get knocked out. And when Frank gets knocked out, he solves cases. Okay? Uh, it's as, in his as dreams Babe and Ruth, his subconscious. The detective. Babe Ruth, the, yeah, I like this. But it's one of those things. It's like not another teen movie where if the guy gets like 10 more concussions, he dies. And they're just counting them down. And that's what happens to Frank as a detective. The only way he can solve cases is through – a concussion or through a and he deep and he's knockout. given 56 of them and he's given 56 which is why here in the third book we're good to make it through book 59 <laughs> where he doesn't regain consciousness that's how the last book ends yeah what's the last very, one called uh to do a quick check here not going to be worth it for this time uh frank doesn't wake up <laughs> <laughs> the endless slumber <laughs> uh 58 the vanishing thieves no, you're looking at Nancy Drew. You always look no, at the Nancy no. Drew. No, no, Look, right here on the back. 
Oh, yours goes to 66. Mine goes to 66. Mine stops at 58 with the original, and number 58 is the sting of the scorpion. Yeah, I want to keep it with that. Frank finally doesn't have a, a baseball bat or a club or a seal clubber, so someone just lets a, a scorpion sting him on it's the back the of the boo box. <laughs> <laughs> I had nightmares about the boo box as a kid. <laughs> yeah. Still right now, I'm, I'm starting to sweat thinking about the boo box. Don't think of the boo box. Don't from think Hook. of the boo box. Don't think of the boo box. Like, and I remember thinking, like, at the time, like, there's no way they could have faked that. No. Like, they put, it's one shot. Guy yeah. goes in, lid gets shut, scorpion dropped in there. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. <laughs> you know one of those pirates is Glenn Close? Oh, yeah, I heard that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Was Spielberg, like, dating or something weird like that? Or? Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah. You know, Julia Roberts was apparently a saint to work with. <laughs> <laughs> Where are we? (laughs) (laughs) Spielberg hated working with Julia Roberts. When did Spielberg work with Julia Roberts? She was in Hook. She was Tinkerbell. Oh, yeah. And they nicknamed her Tinker Hell because she was such a pain to work with. Huh. Yeah. He doesn't talk about that movie. They did a whole Spielberg documentary where they went through every single film he ever made and they left Hook out of it completely. That's a shame. Yeah, it is a shame. He completely disowns the film. It's a great book. Film is what I said. Don't worry about it's it. It's also a book. So they, they, they come to and realize that they are on... Hey, Frank says, we're on the sleuth. There's this rocking motion. Yeah, it's gentle, They, they sweet wake up, motion. they're on their boat, and the anchor is next to them. Uh, and they're floating down the Willow River yeah. toward the bay. So... A serious assault, and then while blacked out, they were transported to their boat. The boat was unanchored and pushed to float back toward the bay. Yes, which tells you immediately, there's no way that this was a 14-year-old kid on his own, knocking out two boys, carrying them to their boat, setting it out. I mean, this has to be multiple people, correct? There has I don't to know. be an adult involved. I don't know. You They're don't pretty so? dumb. Because, <laughs> again... When they turned, they, they heard a rustling sound behind them and turned to look. And then the instant they received a blow on the back of the head. So this person was in front of them. Yeah. In the dark when that, when that hit took place. We talked yeah. about that last episode. I imagine they saw glowing eyes. Like you just hear that splinter cell like. And then these green eyes just showed up for a second because they had like those sweet night vision masks on. And then, yeah, double clubbed. Boomtown. Boomtown. <laughs> well, they wake up and they realize that uh, that they're they're floating down uh, the river and the fog is rolling in. Frank says, so, which I wrote more useless atmosphere. Yeah, this won't affect yeah. the plot. Does the fog rolling in have anything to do with the rest of this chapter? Um, but then uh, the boys w- wriggled into the cockpit. And Joe pressed the starter. And we get into a whole thing here, but it made me wonder, like, we've seen their boat. It's a closed bow boat. Like, a lot of boats nowadays, like, the, the, the front of it has, like, seats in it and stuff. Okay, yeah. The boats that they always draw in these illustrations, the top of it, the, the front of it is all just smooth and hard, it, like, like, yeah. the, like the hood of a car. Right. Um, and so... I'm assuming that they were like laid out on that with the anchor next to them, at which point they could have slipped into the water and just finished dying <laughs> yeah. 
Like, it seems somewhat reckless. Like these, whoever set them there and set the anchor on it could have just put them in the cockpit. Yeah. I don't know why you would leave. It's them. a safer area for them. Yeah, yeah. If you want to avoid, why take the homicide? time to gently lay them out and? Yeah, you're already anchor, doing assault. Yeah. What What if the anchor was across their chest to holding them, them down? there? That might be it. Yeah, that might be it. And maybe that's a no. Love it says the the. Too. It says the anchor was beside them. The anchor lay beside huh. them. Beside them or in the middle of them? Beside them. Is what it says. Because I imagine it's them laying, and I imagine that he placed their hands holding. <laughs> Just <laughs> took a picture. That's yeah. <laughs> Frank picking Joe Joe's woke nose. up with his hand and just a cup of water. <laughs> <laughs> you had to, you couldn't just assault us. You had to make me piss myself too. Frank's got shaving cream all over his hand, a little bit on his face, and there's a feather right next to him too. Just some shot. <laughs> this whole thing was predo. It had nothing to do with the plot. Jack uh, could be getting back at him too. Well, here we start getting into some serious, hot... Some boat talk? Some boat talk. Yeah, boat talk some, magazine? Some late night boat talk. Um, I'll, I'll run through this quickly. Uh, so they pressed the starter. It would not catch. While Joe stayed at the controls, Frank climbed to the foredeck, lifted the cowling from the engine. He quickly checked to see if the distributor wires were in place. They were. <laughs> There did not seem to be anything visibly wrong with the engine, but when he lifted the top off the carburetor, he found it empty. Huh. A quick check of the gas tank revealed the cause of the trouble. The tank had been drained. Ooh. Then they find out that the oars were also taken. So this is a full-on, not only did we assault you and leave you yeah. hanging off the bow of your boat floating down the river, but we also drained your boat of gas. Yeah. And took your oars. I imagine if Chet was with them, too, they would also take the lenses of his microscope. Yeah. And his kooky. And his kooky. Yeah. His pocket kooky. Uh, so they decided we'll have to tow her to make more what? speed and guide her. Was their idea to just leave them stranded in a sort of an area where they can't get back home and sort of die on the water? Make it look like an accident? Yeah. Do you think that was the implication here? I don't know. I feel like if you wanted to kill these boys, you could have just killed them. You could have kept yeah. them in the woods. Oh, I know what I would have done. I would have taken their pack lunch that they already had in there. And while they were knocked out, I would have shoved it down their esophagus. Oh, and made it look like they Make it look choked. like they choked on their food. I it's mean, that impossible. would make sense. I, I'm, you know they had chicken. They had some kind of bony substance within that lunchbox. I would have taken those, those chicken bones. My son, him in there. my son is just now starting to eat solid food. Yeah, he's building up a little repertoire of of different things. Um, but they say, you know, as with these babies, when they start eating, like you can't give them anything that they can choke on. Like right. he, he's not ready for this, but like when a kid gets to the hot dog level, like you have to cut up the hot dog because they'll choke. Ooh. Um, and I wonder if the Hardies are just so dumb that like if if gertrude forgot to chop up their hot dogs like both, in a freak accident yeah. both hardy boys choked to death yeah. on hot dogs i also thought right there you switched into this sort of this cadence to where you were saying i wonder if the the hardys had hot dogs i was like oh are we doing the rhyme already Everybody <laughs> at the end i don't know i don't know no one knows will they get the bun when we get to chapter one. Ooh, nice. Thank you. That was quick. Yeah. I'm sweating again. Dog? I'm so nervous. Don't sweat. It's fine. Um, so, 
By tow her, they mean one of them will jump in the water and pull it with a rope while swimming. Uh, and we get my favorite paragraph of any Hardy Boys movie. It's one sentence paragraph, uh, which includes it's it's a one two punch. We get a little bit of something and a little bit of something else. Yeah. And and I'm, do you want to read it? While Joe stripped to his shorts, obviously Frank a quickly, detail we all need. Yep. <laughs> and I love that I knew exactly which paragraph oh, you yeah. were thinking too, because this is ridiculous. While Joe stripped to his shorts, Frank quickly led a painter through one of the four deck four leads. Fair leads. I don't know what that means. Led a painter? Yeah. So in these four leads, a lot of times like the paint got chipped off of them and like if a painter showed up to put a new coat of paint on it, they wouldn't know where to go. Yeah. So Frank had to lead a painter. Frank led a painter through one of the four deck fair leads. A guy showed up ready to paint the boat. Yeah. And Frank is giving him direction, I think. Okay, so Those there's are a my guy, context clues. There's, there's a, a guy third on man the boat right now who, who has just getting ready to paint this boat. Yeah. He's going to get all of those fair leads, which I assume is on the, on the not all of them, just the ones on the four deck. Just the ones on the four deck. I know nothing of boats. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, and it's really affecting me right now. I don't think anyone knows this much about boats unless you're a pirate. <laughs> yeah. Like this terminal, like because I've grown up near boats. Yeah, I've never had a so context clues in a paragraph or two. There's something about uh, oh here the, in the very next line. Take this painter, Frank said, handing Joe the rope. So a painter is some sort of rope. Which makes oh, sense. I, okay. Joe's going to get ready to swim. It's like if Frank's, you're on a scaffolding, you're going to put on your painter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Or, or if like, you're going to tie your shoelaces, you say, like, oh, hand me that tiny painter, and it's the shoelace. <laughs> you don't say that? You should say that. I don't wear shoes with laces. I still don't. I never figured out how to do the bunny ears. I'm all Velcro, baby. I was just looking down at your boots. Which <laughs> you, you look fantastic today, by oh, the way. Oh, thank you. But I was going to be like, oh, look, your boots do have laces, but... You saw the zippers. I saw a zipper. They're fake <laughs> laces. They're fake laces. They don't do That's anything. Smart. That's yeah. smart, man. Aesthetics. Uh, so take this painter, uh, make it fast around your shoulder, and swim straight ahead. I'll unhinge one of the battens and use it as a paddle to try to keep her straight. Mm. In a few minutes, I'll change places with you. So... They're swimming, dragging this boat. I'm just oh, getting more lemonades coming. That's yeah. nice. It's delicious. I was. I haven't right. drank that much of mine because I was pacing myself. But uh, knowing that there's a, a there's a whole yeah there's a whole pitcher there. I'll, I'll take a little top off. Thank yeah. you, Brett. Um, so Joe was swimming straight ahead, and mm. Frank wielding the baton. Uh, they were making fairly steady progress. Have you ever done this? Have you ever pulled a boat? No. By swimming? No. I've been pulled by a boat while tubing. Similar. Yeah. But the opposite. <laughs> and way less fun. Brett, have you ever swam and pulled a boat? I have never swam and pulled a boat because I have tried and it did not work very well. Like, I have done so with very small fishing boats because I've had to. Like, I fell in the lake one time when I was working and I had to do that. But How did you fall in the lake? I mean, when you're around the lake, things just happen, man. Like, if you're around the lake for, like, four years, you're going to fall in at least once if you're really if you're really 
working, you know? I don't buy that. So like I don't one of the feel times, like I would ever some fall. of these I'm jetty gonna work times, at a lake just to prove you wrong. One of the times years. that I fell in, I was cleaning a motor and a motor where you can pull it up. Sean, Sean yeah. will know. Trim it up. And you can, yeah, bring the motor up and you're leaning over to clean it, at least what I was doing. And then the motor snapped forward and I did a front flip over the motor into the water. Sounds like you weren't checking the motor that was uh, in place. Man, I mean, there was something wrong with it. I don't know. No, I was checking. I checked. I don't think you I checked. checked. Is there a safety latch on the motor to make sure it doesn't fall out? Well, it clicks into place. Okay, so you didn't click it right. You well, didn't use enough brute strength. Or the clicker was broken. <laughs> Was the clicker broken? Was the I'm, clicker I'm gonna, broken? Was the clicker blo- broken? <laughs> I, I know it is an absolutely in your instincts to argue with Brett. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah. But, but in this case, I'm 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 siding with Brett. I, I'm I've, siding I've spent with a lot Brett of time too. I just docks. enjoy the argument. <laughs> I, I know you you love getting a ri- like a rise out of me. I can tell. Well, it's a, someone has to. Okay? Someone has to do it. It's a religious rise. So, like <laughs> a religious rise. Yeah. <laughs> so I've spent a lot of time at Table Rock Lake. And there's been times where either by necessity, because I did something very foolish, which is a story for another podcast, um, or just for fun, like the, we'll be swimming around, like we'll be, you know, boating, we'll stop, we'll swim, yeah. and then the boat will start to drift, and we're like, actually, rather than start the boat and pull it around and stuff, we'll just put a rope on it and sort of swim a little bit and pull it away from shore. Hmm. Perfectly fine. It is exhausting. Yeah. And that yeah. is in a lake, and we're in a cove where there isn't any real current. Yeah. And to for them to do this in the ocean in Barmet Bay just seems ridiculously impossible. Now, one thing I will say about this is that when I was pulling boats, one of the reasons that it was so hard when I was in the water was because I had my full clothes clothes on. But if I stripped down to my shorts, oh, you, get, you get some efficiency. Easier. You get more use of the hammies. Yes, exactly. Okay, you can let the pectorials actually You're not having really the same pop. Door. You're not having the same drag. <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. It's ever, like the episode where Mac and Charlie are stuck in the pool. And he can't do the flip out of the pool because the pants are restricting him. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's exactly it's the, the same case. thing. You strip off those pants. Yeah. And you're good to go. You're out of there immediately. I can see. Yeah. Did you ever have to do like life-saving training where you jump into a lake with your pants? And make, turn them into a And then turn them into device? a flotation device? No, but I have seen people do that before. Um, that was not my job. Um, I don't even know, honestly, if I'm capable of producing that kind of air. Like, you know, I've always, like, mm. blowing up balloons even, like, I'm just, I don't know. I just can't, I'm not as good at blowing up balloons it's, as other you people. Don't have to you, say. You'd be fine, because it's not the about. The lung capacity. Yeah. It's, it's not about that. It's not, because oh. when you're blowing up a balloon, it's about the strength, because, like, you're fighting resistance. Okay. With the pants thing, you're, you're just exhaling into them, and they're just filling. Okay, so, so you don't have to use as much lung capacity to fill you a just you just do your normal pair exhale of pants gotcha the pants yeah and just, it's just gonna catch the air for you. you're not like pushing it into it now how do you hold the air in once you've done that you That's put a bucket it. over your head <laughs> <laughs> it's the same principles in pirates of the caribbean when they're in the upside down like, boat the boat, yeah the exactly what the principle is yeah fun facts so you sound like a person that knows how to make a flotation device out of a pair of jeans oh i've been i've been water first aid trained yep does it, it have is. to be jeans? <laughs> jeans work the best, hmm. just because of that tight fabric density. What about a yeah. nice polyester? Would that do the job? Probably do the job. Okay. How about slacks? What you don't want is like a sweatpants or a t-shirt. What about oh. velvet pants? Velvet pants, you'll be all right. All right, yeah, good. I'm good, baby. <laughs> Nothing made but a, velvet made touches of silk, these thighs. Perhaps. Bolts of silk, Japanese silk. <laughs> la la. <laughs> That's where Brett checks out on the Japanese silk. I love it. 
So they, they're making their way across the bay, swimming, pulling this boat, taking turns of who's steering it uh, and who's swimming. Who's swimming it, yeah. Uh, and then they, they finally – they don't know how much longer they could go on. And then Joe shouted from the boat, there's a light. Help! Help! Ahoy! Dude. Over here! Uh, he directed at the top of his lungs. And I just thought, like, whoever's on this boat with the light, it's like, shut up. We don't actually yell ahoy. Well, okay. Like, so I think this is uh, written incorrectly. I think he was saying, help, help. A hoy, as in a Brett Hoy over here, and you see Brett Hoy just holding up two clubs. You see Brett <laughs> Hoy falling in over a motor into the yeah. water next to them, <laughs> and he's got sweatpants on, and he's trying to inflate them so he can float, and he keeps shouting, "I have weak lungs! I have weak lungs!" <laughs> <laughs> it all came full circle. So good. Well done, boys. <laughs> I just thought that was funny. Like, what a what a yeah, I know. Oh, it's like like if you met pirates for the first time and you were like, how are you guys doing? It's like, we don't actually... Come on, man. Oh, scurvy cur. <laughs> we don't say doubloon all the time. We never figured out what that gun was. Oh, I know. The blunderbuss? The blunderbuss. But no, the... we did, didn't we? No. It was, yeah, it was like this short... Uh... I remained unsatisfied. <laughs> Like I said, it's something like doubloon, but it's not doubloon. I know we went through. <laughs> Fred, correct this man. <laughs> correct this man. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just here to like talk about facts. I think. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The blunderbuss was a shotgun. It was like they yeah, yeah. load anything into it. Yeah, yeah. No, what what I'm referring to in particular is like the pistol that has like the bell end. Yeah. Um, that like it would have like one bullet in it. And there was some name for this. But if it has a, if it has like a trumpet, it's not going to be one bullet. There's just no way. Why would you make a, why would you make a gun with a trumpet end? Because they were pirates, and they were just looking for for style points. Is what Listen, you're it's yeah. like okay, yeah. okay. in Pirates of the okay. Caribbean when they run it. out of cannonballs, they load it with forks and things like that. Yeah. It was just a mini pistol meant for mini forks. You know. <laughs> Gotcha. It's like, like you can't appetizer. always have yeah. hot dogs. Olive Sometimes forks. you need little Smokies. Yeah, okay. I'm with so, you. Yeah, but it's the little Smokie gun. Toothpicks in there, maybe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You got your toothpicks. And we're going to find out that the Hardy human Boys, teeth. <laughs> they choked on little Smokies. They weren't even full-size hot dogs. Gertrude knows that she has to give them little Smokies, and those are even cut up. <laughs> uh, so it turns out that it's a uh, harbor police boat uh, making its scheduled rounds. Uh, you're just in time. We're exhausted. I can see that, the police officer Dude. asked. Uh, did you run out of gas? Worse than that. Foul play, Frank blah, replied. Blah, blah. Um, and the sergeant just says, tough luck. <laughs> you can tell your story when we get to town. This is just a man who's like, I don't care I don't what you care think about happened. You yeah. Here's these brats. You I know these are the hardy kids. Do you think like most townspeople are mad at the Hardy Boy kids because they can get away with anything because who their dad is? Do you think like, there's got to be blue collar people who are just like these boys again? Do you think that the Hardy Boys are like the Kardashians <laughs> of, of Bayport in the 1920s? I very just much these do. Two Keeping up with the Hardy Boys. Oh, look! Did you see the Hardys got a boat for some reason? <laughs> do you see Joe's lip injections? <laughs> <laughs> They're so supple. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Oh, hoy, you dog. 
So, uh, so they get they get brought back to police headquarters. Um, they're like, "Hey, we'll give you some gas. You guys can make it back if we give you gas." They're like, yeah. So, and they, and they describe what happened, and they said, "Please tell Chief Colleague." Yeah. Um, and an hour later, the boys, tired and disappointed, cycled home. Their mother and aunt gasped with dismay at the sight of the weary boys in water sodden clothing. Mm. Joe and Frank, however, made light of the evening's experience. We ran out of gas, Joe explained, and had to swim back with the sleuth. I don't like how quickly they've just, like, they only refer to their boat as the sleuth. I know, they just got it. And especially when he woke up from, like, his <laughs> concussion, like, he was passed out. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, I think we're on the sleuth. <laughs> like, no, what you would say is, I think we're on a boat. Yeah. Wait, it's our boat, which we named the sleuth. <laughs> That's like the your, natural your, progression. Your instinct with your first conscious thoughts is not like, <laughs> I think we're on the HMS sleuth. Well, I think that the Hardys are also the two type of boys who like give themselves their own nicknames, and they keep trying to use it to where their friends start calling them that too. And life doesn't work that way. That's how you get a nickname. And they're doing that with their boat. They're naming it, and they feel like if they keep saying it, everyone's going to be like, okay, like we accept that that's your boat name. But it's their boat. They can name it whatever they want. Yeah. They just get don't that. get it. They don't get it. You know, it's like that classic movie line. You just don't get it, do you? See, see, you like watching baseball montages. I like watching bad movie line montages. Oh. So you, don't, you just don't get it, do you? We Got Company. Uh, there's a few others that I okay. can't think of right now. but We yeah. should put some links up to our, our favorite oh, We should always put links up. Our favorite up. montages. Yeah. I have to say, as somebody whose nickname uh, has been the colonel in a lot of uh, the colonel, yeah, the colonel, on the frisbee field, uh, and and in college I was known exclusively. Like it got to the point senior year where there were freshmen who didn't know my name. Yeah, I was just colonel. Yeah, um, and then when I was playing frisbee, I started back in St. Louis after college. There was another Sean on the team, so mm-hmm. they called they called me colonel to, to differentiate between the two of us. Yeah. But then it gets to the point where, and I feel bad, like when I introduce myself to people in the Frisbee context, I'm like, I'm Sean, but everyone's going to call, like, you're going to hear Colonel, and that's me. Yeah. Um, but I feel weird being like, hey, no, but I'm you've, Colonel. You've already earned that nickname. It's absolutely unearned. You've and earned it, that it's a nickname. unique nickname in that. It's a long time. It's not like you recently decided that you've wanted to upgrade to the sergeant. And you start saying, hey, I I'm mean, the colonel's sergeant. above a sergeant, well, but yeah, I, I know. get your point. I downgrade. <laughs> but so I'm just saying I feel bad, even with a, with a nickname that is somewhat established in certain places. Yeah. I feel bad being like, hey, I'm colonel, and these boys are going full speed in the opposite direction. Right. Call us sleuthsmen. You're sleuthsmen. Chicken sandwichmen. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> Uh, you like that? Are we had a the good exhale, hoy. Sign of a great book. Let's let's put <laughs> let's push through uh, this conversation uh, in the book here that they're about to have. I think that's a good idea. We'll it's not that break. that great of a conversation. Um, so uh, Gertrude does uh, say, uh, "Oh, must have been a long ride to use up all that fuel," which is the right response. Yes, like because you could quickly do the math and be like, "Wait, you had a full tank of gas." Yeah. You would have had to run that motor for 12 hours, yeah. and you didn't. So she says something I know better. logical followed up with, 
And then she hustled off to make some hot chocolate. That's a great aunt. That is an amazing aunt. But that doesn't fit her character. She's just kind of like mean curmudgeon of a woman in my mind. And she's just like, oh, you boys, you idiots. Let me go make you some hot cocoa. Joe, you want the little marshmallows so you don't choke? <laughs> <laughs> I'll cut up the marshmallows. <laughs> <laughs> they were already mini marshmallows, <laughs> but I cut them in half for you guys. But aren't they like already really hardened wanna... in the packet? Yeah, I use a straight razor. <laughs> <laughs> we don't the want another. I... We don't want another incident like last time. <laughs> the marshmallow Heimlich. The marshmallow Heimlich. Good band name. Um, Mrs. Hardy told the boys that their father had left the house an hour before and would be away overnight working on his case. Again, Frank and Joe wondered about it. Did the attack tonight have any connection with either case? Ooh. Yes. Yes, <laughs> it did. You know how you had an arrow shot at you that said drop the case? And then you were in the same spot and you were attacked and Do left for dead? Do you think they dead? mean us? This is the same... The same gene in the in background. The He's holding his microscope in this new like pelican case that he got, <laughs> and they read drop the case. So he drops it. And the whole time they think they were talking about this microscope case <laughs> or the waterproof case that they put their flashlights in. Yeah, like earlier when they saw like Ken Blake's Belgian bicycle, and then their house. <laughs> They, they had the threatening note left by somebody with a Belgian bicycle, and they were like, wow, can you believe it? Two Belgian bicycles in two days. Like, what makes you conclude that is the same thing that's like, wow, we got attacked right next to the place that we were threatened earlier yeah. when we went back to investigate that threat. That's weird. Huh. There's a, a lot of writing in this where I think, I wonder if the Zucker brothers just read a lot of these books growing up, and this is where they got their humor. For, for like a naked gun or airplane. Yeah. So after a hot bath and a good night's sleep, <laughs> had to get that hot bath line in there. Uh, they were eager to search uh, and they for clues. Say separate. The... They didn't say after the boys each individually took a hot bath. And Joe a good first, followed sleep. by Frank a short <laughs> while later. You're right. It it's says after a hot bath. A one hot after one hot bath <laughs> <laughs> and a good Singular night's sleep. Singular hot bath. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but but this, I think, is telling for me. Frank and Joe were eager to continue their search for clues to the bowmen, yes, the counterfeiters, the and the writer of the first warning note to Mr. Hardy. But you know what they're not continuing their search for? What's that? The slugger. <laughs> this whole chapter is about tracing the slugger <laughs> absent from the list. In fact, they're not even... Oh, God. You're not wrong there. The person who did the first warning note might not have been the slugger. Yeah. There might be four individuals here. And the Hardys probably think that, wow, can you believe this? All these unrelated <laughs> threats? Because <laughs> when you think about it, it's inconsistent. One was an archer. The other was a cyclist. They can't be the same person. One was a boatsman. One was a bowman. One was a boatsman. One was a clubsman. One was a gardener. <laughs> Uh, so they, uh, they dust the archer's finger guard and they clearly lift one print. Ooh. And then they say, we'll take this to Chief Collig on our way to the paper company in Bridgeport. Chet says, guess what, guys? He calls. I've got an appointment at Elkton to see about a job. Whoa. How do you do that? Frank asked, amazed. You sure work fast. So he explains that, like, he called. 
And when he talked to the personnel person, yeah. he said, you know, I, I showed up the other day and talked to the, the guy at the gate who called you, and he said that there were no positions available. So it must have been something that had just come available in the past day, which two things. Uh, and, and that HR guy says, oh, I don't remember that, but, yeah. may, but maybe he talked to someone else, the, the gate person, but I don't remember getting that phone call. One, uh, there was no phone call. Yes. Two, the job opening is probably they've just killed Ken Blake. Well, yeah, Ken Blake is in a ditch somewhere. Everyone knows that. <laughs> Ken Blake is a, is what we call a loose end. <laughs> it's not going to work out great for Ken Blake. Poor Ken Blake. Poor Ken Blake uh, and his so, Belgian yes, bicycle. That man who was working that security booth definitely didn't work at Elkton. Or if he did, he's a shady, he's a, what do, what do they say, a, a slippery customer. Yeah. Oh, they do say that. They do say that, yeah. This man's a slippery customer, son. Um, but Chet is excited, and, the, and they're like, hey, don't get too excited. It's probably not even part-time lab work. That's my It's probably delivering thing. death threats on a Belgian bicycle. Well, Chet says, like, oh, guys, this could be a great opportunity for me. I could make a lot of money. In which, is it Frank? Yeah. Frank, who immediately is like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't get excited. Like, you're not going to get a, mi- a better microscope than us. Yeah, I don't care how much money you're making. Okay, that makes way more money. (laughs) (laughs) They just don't want to see their friends succeed. They don't share their money that they earn from the cases with them. And anytime someone's about to get a good job, they have to put them down. It does seem like there's a lot of class tension in the Hardy Boys, doesn't it? Doesn't it seem like that? Society versus the blue collars. Written during the depression, or well, after the depression, technically. As well, right? Revised after the revised revised after. Written well, no, but during. the depression. Oh, it was written during the. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But we might way, be a lot getting of out of the depression pretty soon. I don't know when this actual <laughs> one was written. It's but. the most <laughs> academic thing that we <laughs> you guys have said on this podcast. <laughs> we're we're moving past to depression era Hardy Boys. Yeah, and we'll see a change in the literature. <laughs> we will. We're gonna see a change in the food too. Maybe they start eating healthier. Because right now everyone's just worried about malts and getting all those sweet sweets. They're tired of eating grass. Got to load up. Yeah, you got to load up. You're darn tootin'. Grass and bark. Grass and bark. Barkenstones. The original Flintstones Birkenstocks. So, <laughs> so after taking all the wind out of Chet sails, they're like, tell you what. point to the exact <laughs> point that you just made what is about to happen is they're like don't get your hopes up too high but tell you what joe and i have something special to show you meet us at the end of the jetty but they're basically like okay not only are you not going to make money come see our new boat <laughs> we have a boat now so even if you do make money don't you're forget, not going to be able to buy a boat You're like not this. making boat money, Chet. <laughs> I could say after working at a marina for five years, these types of people exist. This is real writing, you know? Yeah, yeah, this yeah, is. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if this is though Franklin in this position of working all these Hardy Boy books. Now he has money, and this is how he acts towards his friends. Well, see, Or if it's vice versa, where his friends are writing great novels, and he's over here writing the Hardy Boys books, earning $7 a book, while his friends are earning a hundred dollars a book, and he's trying to prove to them, like, "Look, guys, I speak boat. <laughs> Do you not hear the thing about that? I'm smart too. <laughs> I, I, I said painters yeah. instead of rope. I'm Let pretty me on sure. your boat. He went down to Bass Pro and bought himself a fishing boat, and now he's trying to get the lingo down. He's like, "I yeah. belong here. Yeah. I do. Yeah, I know yeah. what a jetty is." <laughs> 
It's not something you fly on. Okay. Something I we said t- that as a joke last week. Something we tie our ships to, right, fellas? <laughs> Me too. Well, this is this is a good. They're they're about to leave on the motorcycles, so I think this is a good time to take a break. I Indeed. think we've got some food coming. Yeah, so we have Welsh rarebit here, which rarebit mm. is to describe it to David, who does not know. What I don't rarebit know what rarebit is. Rarebit is uh, is a like a UK dish. It's like a pretty old one. It's basically from the times when they basically would have like everything that they you know anything they had left in the in the pantry they'd throw in there. Oh, like goulash. Um, yeah, exactly. So it's a very it's like a very poor person's uh, meal. Yeah, but you dip. Crusty bread into it, and that's what they would do. But it's a cheese-based like dip. So crusty ha- bread. The bread yeah. had to be crusty. Yes. Well, crusty bread because it was old bread, stale bread. That's how the people in England used to make use of their old stale bread. Was they dip it in cheese? Okay. Or the original the, chip. Th- it, in this dish is what they would do. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Look at that. I like that. The British are smart. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, yeah. no. the The Welsh created this. Now, okay. yeah. Well, the Welsh are, not so much. But yeah, I mean, the British, you know, surely smart people as well. But this is definitely a, a Welsh dish. Oh. And actually, the class, the class difference. I told you guys about this before the podcast, but I figure might as well, considering it's on theme. Oh, yeah. This class tension that's in the Hardy Boys exists yeah. in the Welsh Rabbit. As I was well. just about to say that. I wonder if that comes off as Chet making Welsh Rabbit is just saying he's a poor man. While whenever they're eating with the Hardies, it's all these high class chicken sandwiches. Yeah. So just for some history here. Yeah. The rabbit rabbit thing. Yeah, so the Welsh people made this dish, and again, it's a very low-class thing. It was everything that you had, and it was basically just like a roux with like butter and flour, and then you had cheese and you know other things like that, but very low-class meal. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was called uh, Welsh rarebit, and the British used to make a joke, and they would say, oh, the, the Welsh people are so poor, they think that cheese is a rabbit, because rabbit was very high-end cuisine at the time. Mm. And so they would make fun of the Welsh people, you know, and they would say, Welsh rabbit, that's all they can afford. It's like yeah. their main dinner, you know, is, is cheese, <laughs> you know? It's a terrible that's, joke. That's, but, that's their, like, nice, that's the peak of their dining. Yes. Is this rare bit. Yes, Unless indeed. the British thought that cheese was rabbit. Perhaps they thought that rabbits were filled with cheese. And with that, the boys took a break. <laughs> I have never had rarebit before. Neither have I. That was delicious. It was very good. It was I, like I a high-class yeah. chips and queso. Yeah, exactly. Like if this was a 54th Street Grill, this would be on the part of the menu that I don't look at because I can't afford it. Yeah. Okay, I'm going straight for the gringo because that's cheap. I've never been to the 54th Street Grill. You've never, been, you've never been to the 54th Street Grill? What's the 54th Street Grill? The place I got the gringo dip, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Which the whole time, it's called gringo dip. And I was like, you guys are aware that this is a racist term, right? Is it? Well, I thought it was. But apparently it just means white man dip or something like that. Yeah, I, feel, I, I, I think, and I don't want to get too deep into a racial conversation here on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. But I think gringo is the term for like... Oh, oh, an American tourist or somebody who's who's going to a, a foreign place, especially one of uh, Latin origin. Yeah. To say, like, oh, you don't know what you're doing. You're just a gringo. My understanding of the word gringo comes from the three, amig- from the three amigos to where anytime I hear it, I'm like, oh, well, it means something bad, clearly. Yeah. Uh, but I guess it doesn't. I guess we've, as a society, accepted it. Yeah. I think we're okay with it. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm leaving this conversation. Listen, I'm going to dip my crackers in the gringo dip. That's fine. 
Uh, it was delicious. It was very good. And the we pretzels have, were everything. And we have cookies waiting for us as well, which yes. I'm very excited Ooh, about. Brett showed me, too, the chocolate chips, the uh, the chunks of chips that he uses. It's like... Serious stuff. It's serious stuff, but sure. it's, it's shaped in a way to where whenever you take a bite, the chocolate spreads out even oh, more. Man. So it's like a, you know, like a little volcanic eruption of chocolate. So the last thing I'm going to say about this, I think... That the bar is set for our other fans. Yes. And if you'd like to host an episode and cook for us, this is this is it's a high bar to clear right it's now. It's a very but I hope high people bar. Rise to the challenge. I do too. I mean, Hardy Hoy has been a complete success. I would say, Brett. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Oh, oh, it's it's been great. And I I think that. I would hope that this turns into an Iron Chef scenario, you know, where someone comes and challenges, and then you guys are the the, the taste testers. In the end of the know? year, we we rate who did the best one. Yeah, right. whoever wins right? gets a free T-shirt. Currently, Brett has a commanding lead. Oh, yeah, commanding, I'm, I'm, yeah. Exci- I'm excited <laughs> to take a commanding lead in this too. I'm yeah. almost curious if you should call someone out, like like ice bucket challenge, style? like an ice bucket. Oh, yeah, ice I need to think about that. Maybe? But I think that's a I think that's a great idea. I think that's a great idea. Yeah, I'll just do it now. That. No, no, let me, let me think about name. it. Oh, okay, keep them in suspense. Yeah, make them exactly. wait. I, believe, no, I like to make them wait. Yeah. Make them wait. I make believe we wait. have six or seven fans. Yes. I think if I, if I went through, it's, it's Brett. Yes. Keith. Yes. Uh, does Justin listen? I, I believe so. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if he stopped. We'll, we'll confirm after Justin, are you listening? <laughs> if you're listening, let us know. Are you there? Can you feel me near you? <laughs> Did we lose you? Uh the commish, who the commish. dressed as Pretzel yep. Pete uh, at the live show. Irene. Yes. My cousin, Kelsey. Yes. And then uh, Kelsey just told me that uh, her friend has started listening as well. So I don't know if that friend is way behind or caught we up or, or what the situation there is. But we, in theory, have six, maybe well, seven. Brock and listened. Honestly, and, and Larissa I, also listened. I've oh. heard so many people say, so we're up to eight yeah, I really need to start listening to that. And I'm sure they've all started listening at this point. So that's got to be at least like 15 people right now. You know right? what? I wasn't, I wasn't going to say this on the podcast, but I'm going to. Say it. Speak from the heart. So I have commissioned an artist Ooh. to make some podcast art for us where they're going to slew the lies, you and I, David. <laughs> uh, and what I wanted as a, as a thank you is she's going to put – she does like these cartoony caricature uh, – it's a, it's a really – interesting cool style yeah but she's i wanted her to immortalize our at the time i told her six fans um oh to God. put their likenesses along the bottom of the that we could use oh. this potentially for the live show coming up in april yeah um but i kind of want to put it out there who else is a fan it's your time yeah. to, to to show if you want to be on this right poster now. you need to go to hardyandsons.com hardyandsonspodcast.com yeah <laughs> Drop by our contact page. Well, it's just the, the front page has the, the box on it. Boom, there. right there. Front page has the box. So right in that box. Are tell you, us you're a fan. Are you asking to be wooed for this? Are you wanting to be wooed? Or you just want the name? I just, I just want the name and maybe, maybe put in there. Or leave a review. One on or, yeah, leave a review. Yeah. But put something in, some like a, a favorite bit or something from across the seasons uh, just to show, like, if you just picked up, if this is your first time listening, 
I don't want somebody. I mean, we have no real mechanism to say, oh, they just started listening. Yeah. Um, so I so just, just like choose to, a random episode for season two. Listen to that. Listen to one we'll episode on the poster. and then write, and keep, this is my favorite bit. And include a headshot, apparently. Well, yeah, of course right. you're going to. Yeah, you have to include yeah. a headshot. Yeah. yeah. That's a given. Yeah. But it was shooter style, though. Professionally taken. Also, uh, Peter. Peter. Um, yeah. In, uh, in Philadelphia. Yeah. Who, who gave sent us, us the books. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. Peter's got to go on the poster. Well, You're yeah. doing it, you gotta, Peter. You got to write no out to Peter way. send me a photo of yourself. There's no You're way it, he's Peter. not going to be on the poster. Yeah. He's going to have some books in his hands, too. <sighs> yeah. You're going to have some rare bit in your hands. <laughs> Brett, have you seen uh, our new shirt? Which one is that? Well, let's uh, not do this on the podcast. Because it's, it's visual. Oh, but yeah, if you want to yeah, see yeah. the new shirt, uh, go to hardyandsonspodcast.com uh, to the store, and there you will see... You will see the new shirt, uh, which is based on two episodes ago when this is being recorded. It is based on two episodes ago. It's a fantastic bit. Oh, I I know. I remember this. Yeah, you're doing it, Peter. Yeah, do you like that shirt? Oh, my God. Do you see any issues? You You love everything about it, don't you? The motivation aspect. I'd like you to look closer at it. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Don't even say it. Don't even say it. I'm not going to say it, but I I went back and forth on whether or not to do that, and I decided to do it. So if you want to get your your own, you're doing it, Peter, gold star shirt, head over to hardyandsonspodcast.com. and look at the post. How much that T-shirt is? That shirt is going to run you nineteen ninety nine. That's nineteen ninety nine. Sure, we could mark it up a penny to make it twenty dollars and earn a little bit more ourselves. We but don't no, want to do that. We keep it at nineteen ninety nine. That's a nineteen ninety nine T-shirt. You can Equity. get a nine ninety nine poster. You can get a five ninety nine nothing because that's what shipping essentially costs. But you can get a nine ninety nine mug. You can get a nineteen ninety nine Brett Hoy. What is it? The uh, the the photo. Yeah, is that photo. what the shirt is called? It's a fantastic <laughs> the shirt. Photo. The photo. It is called the photo. <laughs> so go check out the store. And uh, if you're a fan, shoot us an email. Yeah, maybe your face will appear on a shirt because that poster might be turned into a shirt. That would not be difficult to do. It would not be difficult to do at all, my friend. When so... we last left them, they were flaunting their boat wealth in Chet's <laughs> face. Uh, well, he doesn't know it's a boat, but they're surprising him later. Yeah. Um, but first, they hop on their motorcycles, because Chet's got to go to his interview at Elkton. Um, they hop on their motorcycles, and they head to the police headquarters to talk to Colleague. They tell him about what happened, the attack, mm-hmm. um, and they leave him the fingerprint from the uh, archer's finger guard. Guard? <laughs> We're supposed to be finger guards. <laughs> finger guards. Um, and uh, Chief Colleague, after receiving the, the fingerprint, is like, good work, boys. I'll let you know what I find out. And I just stopped and thought, you know, back in the day. Yeah. Or I'm sorry, not back in the day. On CSI is what I meant to say. <laughs> that was back in the day, though. On CSI, <laughs> they have like the supercomputers that are like analyzing the points of the fingerprints, and it's like, yeah, that possible match found. <laughs> but back then, to do a fingerprint match pretty much meant looking at a fingerprint and holding it up to other fingerprints and just being like, nope. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> Does he have the swirls? Nope. No. No, they're more of the squiggles. He's got the swoops. Yeah, he's got the bleeps, the creeps, and the sweeps. <laughs> the what? The what? The what? Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I just like, that had to be tedious, awful work, because there is no shortcut. It's just... No, and no, you have to have them in your database, too. Yeah, which you can't use, like, New York's files and just tap into their system. No. 
you'd yeah. have to get a photocopy of everyone's files everywhere. Yeah. So essentially, you're fine. As a criminal, just go for it. Oh, of course. It just means don't, go to the state next don't to Don't even you bother and, and, wearing gloves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cross the state line. Do a job. Come and on you're back. you're good. You're going to be fine. Yeah. You're doing it, Peter. <laughs> uh, so then they leave and they head to the Quality Paper Company in Bridgeport. Um, and they talk to Mr. Evans, the sales manager who they spoke to on the phone who said he did sell the paper. How's your paper? Quality. Quality. And paper. That's uh, I'm going for Wayne's World there. The Beatles. The Red, crappy Beatles. Are they any good? They, they suck. suck. <laughs> uh, so they, they start talking to Mr. Evans. Um, and I'm imagining after this paragraph, Mr. Evans is killed. <laughs> for just being the ultimate snitch. Because what happens here... <laughs> They, they ask him, and he's like, you know, we don't sell our star watermark paper to retail stores in this vicinity. All of our purchasers are large industrial companies. Here is a list. And he handed a printed sheet across the desk to Frank. That's illegal. That's a yeah. La- yeah. I mean, whether or not it's Here's illegal. Who we supply to. Yeah. Oh, you're using this uh, to find a connection to some death threats? Uh, yeah, here's a list of all of our corporate customers. Who solely keep us in business with, yeah. their, with their sales. The person who uh, clubbed you, who shot an arrow at you, definitely is on this list. Definitely works at one of these four companies. And within the four companies, of course, we have Elkton. Uh, Elkton Controls Limited Well, was the one that was familiar see, to them. I like this. Several names, including Elkton Controls Limited, were familiar to them. The warning note could have come from any one of thousands of employees at any of the <laughs> firms. No. No, yeah. It didn't. You remember... Let me walk you through what has happened when you're next to Elkton. Yeah. You see the ghost of Ken Blake in a window. You get lied to by a gatekeeper. Yeah. You get an arrow shot at you. Yeah. And then you get assaulted, (laughs) knocked out, and left for dead on your boat in the fog. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it could be from anywhere. The fog is the one that's the most important because you know – Elton's got some kind of fog machine that they were just rolling in there. That's what that tunnel was. That's what was. it was, yeah. <laughs> they're shooting fog out that tunnel. That's what they built it for. That's why the ground was covered in ice, to keep that low-rising fog. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's why they shoot it through a cave-like system, because it's cooler. Your fog is going to stay it's more together. It's a lower... Exactly. You're a man that understands fog. Thank you. I'm a fogman. You're a fogman and a mossman. Um... And so then uh, Frank says, well, I guess there's no clue, clue here to the man we want to locate. Yes, <laughs> there is. It has been the same clue that you've missed every Countless step of the way so far. Yeah. The Belgian bicycle at your house was parked at Elkton. Yeah. And even if you don't admit it was Ken Blake who <laughs> rode, rode it to your house, it was somebody at Elkton. Yeah. That's how this works. Oh. They Idiots. saw the bike. They saw the replaced pedal and everything, too. Uh, you heard me laugh really, really loudly while reading. I did. That's that coming up right here. Okay. Um, so the boys thanked him, and as they started to leave, uh, Mr. Evans asked, hey, any chance uh, you boys are related to Mr. Fenton Hardy? He's our father. Why? Quite a coincidence, Mr. Evans said. Mr. Hardy was in here a little while ago. He was? <laughs> Frank exclaimed in surprise. That 
That is hilarious. <laughs> like to be so starstruck by your own father. <laughs> like Fenton Hardy was here in this the building. Great detective Fenton oh, Hardy. Boy, I wish you would have seen you him. See him every day. <laughs> yeah, but he doesn't really like us. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember what my dad looks like either. But at least I get to see him every day. It's a classic line from Good Burger, and uh, I feel like that's what they are. They're the Kel Mitchell character from Good Burger. <laughs> But they just kind of forget what their dad looks like and who their dad is. So every time they're reminded, you know, because they've been hit on the head so many times. Yeah. You know? With the, with the gun. With the gun. <laughs> with the hammer. Repeatedly. <laughs> I was forced to give up. I got kids, you know? Uh, so, yeah, just being such, like, fanboys and being so starstruck by the mention of their father. Of their own father. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. What was he like? What did he, <laughs> what did he say? Did he, talk, about did he talk about us? Yeah. Did he say he has two kids? Maybe just one, like one really special kid, and the other one's all right because it's not like. And did he say which one blood? of those one was the the cool one? Um, but then Mr. Evans is like, "Well, maybe I shouldn't have mentioned Mr. Hardy's visit." That's all right, Joe assured him. If Dad wanted the visit kept secret, he would have told you, because nothing allays suspicion like telling somebody this <laughs> Don't was a secret. Tell anyone about this. I was never here. <laughs> Then he threw a smoke bomb. <laughs> then he threw a smoke bomb out of his pirate's cutlass thing. <laughs> and he was still standing there. So he pulled out another, threw it again. And then he left. And then he left, yeah. He, he waved goodbye to everyone and <laughs> left. There was a bell on the door, so we could clearly hear him open it. <laughs> we, the smoke had cleared by that time. We were all just sort of coughing. It was a noxious chemical. It's kind of hard to tiptoe when you have two wooden legs. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Hardy. <laughs> could you crack the window on, on your way out? <laughs> <laughs> we're leaving now we're leaving now the parrot on his shoulder kept saying <laughs> you know if we could sell a t-shirt that had a cloth parrot like oh that's just, awesome like a little puppetry just, parrot no but i'm talking like not not pink panther style inspector clouseau okay i'm talking like a a piece of fabric that is laying over limp that does not stand upright like a parrot, but like the laziest prop you could find as the Fenton Hardy. It's the sad Amazon crocodile puppet of pirate shoulder birds. Indeed. It just doesn't work right. Still need to return that. You got like 30 days or 60 days. I bought a samurai outfit from Amazon to do a photo shoot with my friend Daniel, and it got so much like fake blood on it. And I, I barely washed it. I didn't even really give it a good wash. Put it back in the bag. Sent it back. I got my money back. Um, we know someone who ordered diapers recently, and when they opened the box, there were several used diapers yeah. in the box. Are you the person you know that did it? No, I'm not, thankfully. Okay. I would have never, ever, ever, ever used Amazon again if that were the case. When I sent those diapers back, I legitimately <laughs> thought they would throw them away. <laughs> <laughs> I wore those diapers through the duration of that samurai shoot. <laughs> yeah, I'm not trying to take off those robes all day. That's terrible, though. That is awful. Oh, uh, Amazon, what have you become? So they're, they, they go home. Dad's car is there, and they, they walk in, and they, they can hear him finishing up a phone call. What an odd phone call, too. Yeah. The same 8-in-1 pattern, I believe their father was saying yes i'll be there good be <laughs> <laughs> well i think it's goodbye but it's g-o-o-d dash b-y which i mean by is b-y-e and so therefore yeah. goodbye 
would be good BYE. BYE, yeah. But this is just bring your. Good be. Not bring your entertainment or anything like yeah, that. You're doing it, Peter. <laughs> so they go in and they, they, they confront their father. And using some bad detective tactics. Classic. They're like, hey, did you go to the paper store to investigate the star clue we found on the papers? And he's like, yes. <laughs> like, okay, cool. That's right. what we thought. And there's nothing more to it than that? Yeah. Good. Yeah. Dad's confused, though. Are you shadowing me? I'm not cheating on your mother anymore. <laughs> told, I, she's not a part of my life. I don't care about Mrs. Robinson. I told Mrs. Robinson goodbye. And I said that was bye, Miss Robinson. I said your son Perry will never make it in management, and I don't want to be attached to a bunch of losers. I toasted her. I said, here's to you, Mrs. Robinson. I'm so sorry. Nice. Low-hanging yeah. fruit. Yep. And then she started to say ignorant things about him. And he said, are you trying to traduce me, Mrs. Robinson? I don't – is that from the song? No, it's from The Graduate. Are you trying to seduce me? But I changed it to traduce. It's, it's highbrow. Um, it failed. The entire, the entire house is empty. The dog's looking at me. The I dog's the on joke. the ceiling now. I got the joke. Did you enjoy it, though? I enjoyed the joke. Okay, thank yeah. you. That's yeah. why you can't thank stop you, laughing. Because I was in on the joke. You are the joke. <laughs> uh, so Dad's being pretty tight-lipped, and he, he's got, he just came back from his, uh, his trip that had been linked to his secret case. Ooh, back to the uh, cases. Drop the case. Yeah, and... Uh, but he says, uh, I believe I did find a clue at the paper store to confirm a suspicion of mine, but I'm not sure where it will lead. Spoiler alert, it's going to lead to Elkton. All things lead to Elkton. But Frank thought, you know, if it was to, if the clue that he had in this, this trip, uh, if it was to help us on the counterfeiting mystery, Dad would have said so. And he hasn't mentioned, mentioned Elkton, so I guess he doesn't suspect any of that company's employees. Which is not so true. So they're just going to throw the cage out the window now. Yeah, dad coincidence. Didn't say anything. Yeah. Man, they're bad detectives. Oh, yeah. Um, so they, they didn't tell him what happened with the actual attack and uh, being put on the boat and swimming and explained that they didn't tell their mom and Gertrude about that. Uh, and his dad's like, you know, be cautious, but I'm glad that you did find the, uh, the finger guard, uh, the fingerprint on, oh, the, on the archer's finger guard. Um, so, during lunch, the detective was unusually preoccupied. The boys tried to draw him out by questions and deductions about the counterfeiting case. Mm. He would say very little, however, mm. and seemed to be concentrating on a knotty problem. Ooh. I want to well, be clear, this is, knot. this is K-N-O-T-T-Y, not N-A-U-G-H-T-Y. <laughs> not a Mrs. Robinson problem. <laughs> Anytime I hear the word naughty, I think of just a naughty Santa Claus, and I don't know why. Yeah, you should change. <laughs> you should be different than that. I just—it's the word "naughty" and Christmas hand in hand. Yeah, you get the naughty and nice list. Yeah, you should make a change for Why? sure. I don't want to make a change. You could enjoy Christmas more. I love Christmas. I love Naughty Claus. <laughs> oh, Dude, that no. sounds like a good, delicious, like uh, hostess product. A Naughty Claus? Yeah. Okay. It's like a bear claw that's 
uh, red and green. I feel like if I wanted to take more time, I could use the K-N-O-T naughty mm-hmm. uh, Santa and make like a Yule log, and like a log, like a tree has knots. Okay. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, I could yeah, sew yeah, that yeah, together yeah. somehow, but I'm not going to. <laughs> I'm just saying. I like that saying, you put it on the table for someone. Yeah, there's to ingredients tie out here that I'm yeah. not willing to cook with. You're not going to bask them up. Yeah, you're going to put them on the table. Uh, let the chefs be... deal with it. Exactly. Um, so, uh, so the boys later on rode their motorcycles straight to the boathouse and parked at the street end of the jetty. Chet ought to show up soon. Joe remarked. Uh, so I guess they're getting ready to show Chet this boat. To show off their boat to Chet, I yeah, think is what you yeah. meant to say. Well, 100%. Because Chet's going to be like, yeah, I got the job and I'm going to make a bunch of money. And they're like, we already have a boat. Chet, Chet shows up on this little like uh, pontoon boat or something like that. Like maybe a little swan boat. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just pedaling it with his feet. He's like, hey, guys, I made it. Look what I bought. <laughs> I saved up for three years. Because I didn't get any of that money from solving those cases with you guys. You know how you guys got thousands of dollars at, at my expense? Remember that whole park that was named after you, even though I <laughs> solved it with you? There's no Chet Morton Park, <laughs> but I do have this duck boat now. Um, so they're talking, but, but Frank's not really paying attention. He's trying to think about his, his dad and why his dad was distant and stuff like this. And, yeah. Um, and then finally Joe's like, you know, what's the, what's the matter with you? I'm, I'm talking to myself. Suddenly, Frank stopped, and he grasped his brother's arm firmly. Give it to me, David. Joe, <laughs> he said in his best Batman voice, we have found a clue in Bridgeport this morning and didn't realize it. That's a cliffhanger. That's a cliffhanger. That's the last line. Boys are also going through puberty, finally. Yeah. One of them. It's really hit him hard. He is really deep in this voice. And yeah, that, that's where we're left off. They found a clue in Bridgeport, which we were... What was the clue when we were in Bridgeport? I'm going to guess it's Elkton. I'm going to guess they're starting to piece together, hey, anytime we're near Elkton, bad things happen. And this ransom note, we just clarified that not anyone can buy it. It only yeah. exists for industrial companies around here. And one of those industrial companies is the company we keep getting assaulted when we're next to it. Oh, yeah. Uh, but uh, that aside, typically at this point we start like dancing around the rhyme. Yeah. But Brett has but just delivered us cookies. Delicious looking cookies. Brett, tell us about these cookies. So they're chocolate chip cookies. Yeah, cookies. Which, chocolate chip what? Chocolate chip cookies. Thank Sorry, you. my bad. My, 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 <laughs> thank I, you. I uh, <laughs> forgot the actual pronunciation. These are a little bit cakey and they're very chocolatey. So keep that in mind. Yeah. Um, but they are actually very tasty. I just had a little bit of a they're one, very two. Hot. Yes, they are incredibly hot. Oh, like but it. that's what David requested. Yeah, I didn't request that and I didn't realize that. I was this up. I'm going to set this back down. Yeah, <laughs> it's like ludicrously hot. Yeah, baby. <laughs> David, oh your mouth God. should be on fire right now. No. I got a trucker's mouth. There is no way you can taste it. I can take everything. Oh, oh my god! Woo! Oh, if you don't see smoke coming out of your mouth like a dragon, then you're not eating cookies, right, son? What is it? So I'm someone who doesn't even like. I, I won't heat up a piece of cake or pie. Jesse likes to like if she gets a piece oh, of cake yeah. or something and eats it the next day, she's gonna yeah. like microwave that piece of cake. Have yeah, nice, yeah. Like, oh, hot cake, yeah. That's hot not cakes. at all like I prefer it. 
I'm 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 more along the lines of you, Sean. Like I like myself a hot cookie, but at the same time, I like it when the cookie's more like together. Because you know when it's really hot, it's more loose. It falls. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. Oh, but yeah. but when it's like I like it when it's like a bite. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like for for me, I think the, this can most clearly be explained with a pop tart. Okay. I'm eating You're that thing. Pop tart. Ri- I'm eating that thing right out of the package. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm not. It's you not. Know? It's not going in the toaster for me. Here's what you got to do. <laughs> you got to heat one up. Keep another cool, and then you put them on top of each other. No, a then pop they get the tart. Yeah, why? There's, why would there's you... two tarts in a bag? Yeah, but like I wouldn't. I don't know. I don't want why would more you of one... that dough. It's like why would you do icy hot on your body? Because it feels good, son. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm talking about because of medical reasons. <laughs> what? <laughs> Keep it hot, keep it cool, get the best of both worlds, okay? You get your crunch, and you get your 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 your, your munch. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't think of a, like a molten word for that rhyme with that rhyme with. Crunch. Are they palatable, Brett? Are you burning yourself? Oh, this is, this is I asked you a question, right? Did you guys? <laughs> Man, like my pet peeve is people talking with their mouths open. And I'm asking you guys questions right as you're taking bites of cookies. That's yeah. my bad. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know what my favorite thing in movies Bad is? Bad table manners drives me crazy. Phil Hoffman does this. Let me put my elbows on the table real quick. Phil- <laughs> Bad table manners talking. And, uh, Phil Hoffman does this a lot, and it's his finest acting performance. And if you watch any of his movies, he is always eating when he delivers a line, especially within comedy. Do you mean Brad Pitt? Brad Pitt as well. The best of the best do it. Everyone knows once you find out that it is more engaging to watch someone speak while they're eating because it's, one, funny, but, two, there's something about it, something powerful about it. Something talk. powerful about watching a person eat and talk? You know, it changes. I hate this. It changes how you approach <laughs> the words. And you have your subtle beats in between the chews. Is there any more lemonade? Absolutely. I feel like I need to dip my cookie in lemonade. <laughs> oh, my God. I oh, have honey. a small amount of cookie left for lemonade dipping. That's good. I would take another thing. There's a lot of lemonade that I drank today. Yeah. I drank more than I thought I would. I did, too. Um, this has been my favorite episode we've ever recorded. Yeah, I had a really good time with this episode. I want to say thank you to you, Brett Hoy, for preparing everything. Yeah, this was incredibly generous. It's fine. iPhone 11, don't, waterproof. Yeah, hey, don't don't, don't Lemonade spell. proof. Don't spill my... I find... Bad yeah, David's iPhone 6 pouring. is going to have problems. So. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Brad. You are a sweetheart. Sean, let's let's dip. Let's see what it's like. Is is there anything, as we, as we draw to a close here, Brett, is there anything you, you've got going on that you want to tell the other six listeners about? You know, maybe yeah, on this one, let's say I don't have anything going on. But on the next one yeah, that do. we do, you never know. Maybe, maybe I'll have something to advertise. Uh, but right now, this is mostly just... You know, this is just for fun. You know what I mean? I just, I just enjoy doing it, trying things. Like I said, this is only the third time I've made, you know, the Welsh rabbit. It was just fun to mm. to try and uh, try that out, to try new things. I don't make chocolate chip cookies very often either. Like I've, and so I have to say, chocolate chip cookies and lemonade, not good. <laughs> not good. As I'm dipping my second time, <laughs> I did not care for it. I liked it. Well, let me let me get the second taste because it, it adds a, a bitterness to the cookie. Yeah, it ruins sweet, the it, cookie. 
It's like a warhead cookie. Is this something they actually did in the book? They had they... cookies and lemonade in the okay. middle of the night that after a death seem... threat was delivered. That does seem like a very strange combination of things. But then again, maybe when you're in shock, you got stress like that, your taste buds change a little bit. Cookies That's and true. lemonade could hit the spot. I don't PTSD know. does crazy things to the brain. Yeah. Brett, as our <laughs> first guest on the show, did you have a good time? Oh, I had a, I had a fantastic time. We're already planning the next one. What are you talking about? Look at that. So it brings us to the end. In which you have to do your ice bucket challenge nomination. Oh yeah, I already know who I'm gonna call out too. I think we, I think we know. I'm not gonna call out probably maybe the the next biggest fan, but I want to call out somebody that I think needs to step up to the plate. Okay, that's kind of that's my that's my goal right yeah. now. Yeah. Okay, and I think I'm gonna nominate Keith Mees. Mm-hmm. Keith Mees. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, and he has to make whatever he wants to make. I don't know what Keith makes. I don't know what he does. Maybe it's not even food. Maybe it's something else. But he needs to step up to the plate, and he needs to to support the show. Don't I you? Agree don't with you think? Don't Post you think that? Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. Well, I, I hope that all the nominations aren't men, as we prepare ourselves for Chapter Ten. 